Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey guys, you're on air with Ella and this is not a typical podcast. So do you remember in episode 53 when I interviewed Georgie Fear? If you didn't listen to episode 53, you're going to want to do that before you listen to this episode, I think, because Georgie Fear is a nutritional coach and she really knows her stuff. And we get into her book, Lean Habits, in episode 53. And in that episode, I tell her I'm going to practice those habits and then do a follow-up phone call with her. This is that phone call. So this episode is just a little bonus episode for those of you who tuned in to episode 53 and those of you who wonder what I might be struggling with and possibly uh, you might be able to relate to some of the challenges that I'm having right now or you might find some of Georgie's coaching pertinent to you no matter where you are in your wellness journey. So this is actually my phone call follow-up with Georgie. I think you might find it interesting. But since this is such a short episode, I thought it would be a great opportunity to catch you up on some housekeeping things. So a couple things. One is I just emailed out some non-traditional gift ideas to people who might still be shopping. It's holiday season as I record this. It might not be as you're listening to it, but if you find yourself listening to this very near the date that I released it, just know I sent out that holiday gift guide. And if you aren't on my mailing list, you might not have seen it. So get on that mailing list. It's super easy. And just so you know, I email so rarely. I probably email eight times a year. So I will not exactly be filling up your inbox, but I like to share some things with you every once in a while. And if you're not in the inner circle, you might not be seeing it. So you can just hit the show notes for this page. If you listen to this show on an iPhone, you can open up the show art, like click into the episode that's playing and just click on the show art, the cover art, and it'll flip around and reveal the show notes link for this episode. I don't know if you all know that because some people still ask me that. And it's a live link. You can click on it right there from your phone and it will take you directly to the page. Now, one of the reasons I'm telling you that today is because Georgie made an offer after we concluded our call. This really, really amazing offer for just you guys and created a web page for it and everything. And that offer is explained at the end of this show. So if you want to take her up on her offer, then you can click into the show notes and click on the live link that I've put in there and it'll take you directly to it. All right. Sorry, I'm not giving instructions for Stitcher, but, but Hopefully, it's super easy to find the show notes. Of course, if you ever have any questions, just go to onairwithella.com, and it's just kind of right there. Okay, in other news, I have some shout-outs here that I need to give, so you just buckle up, because I just want to give a shout-out to 12 people. Are you ready? They are Y. Shirley from the UK. They are Nick Bags from Australia. I don't even want to know what that means. That is Fashionated from USA, Jewel from Ohio, Scout Dog from the USA, I cannot say this, Silerania from Australia, Kyler from the US, Kate 
Croteau, I think. Croteau? Croteau? It's a French name. Lori from the USA. TJ Smiles from the US. Sam Tam from the US. And Trackstar829, of course, from the US. I know who you are. Guys, thanks so much for the reviews last week that came pouring in. So appreciate those. You know it helps the show. And you know that iTunes, every time you do that, it's literal. When you click into iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review, if that's how you're feeling, then iTunes adds our show to their what's new, what's hot promotion page. And the show gets a ton of exposure when you do that. So you guys are the bomb and I appreciate you so much. Okay, that's all the housekeeping. We're gonna get right to this phone call with Georgie and stay tuned for some upcoming, more longer form episodes. I've got a bunch of topics on the roster. I can't wait to share them with you, but guess where I'm getting my topics from? you guys. So if you have a topic you want to hear, don't forget you can always email me, contact at onairwithella, or reach out via social media and let me know what you want to hear. We literally take that list and go find guests based on what you want to hear. All right? Okay, you guys enjoy my conversation with Georgie and let me know if you can relate to anything we're talking about here. I want to know how you're doing and don't forget to stick around for the offer at the end of the show. All right, here we go. Hey, Ella. Georgie, it's me. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing well. This is so weird. Like, I, this is kind of cool ever since you came on the show and ever since I read Lean Habits. And, you know, I've been attempting to practice the four lean habits that we laid out in that show. And it's so funny. Like, I had no idea that it would be this difficult for me. I'm stuck on habits one and two, Georgie. Well, I'm dying for your update, but uh, as soon as you said I've been trying to practice all four habits, <laughs> my, my brain is like, one at a time, Ella, one at a time. <laughs> okay, well, this is just me calling you, but I'm going to share, I'll say this because I'm probably going to share this on the air. So I'll say, I'll, I'll read the habits. Lean habit number one, eat three to four meals a day without snacking. Lean habit number two, master your hunger, fail. Lean habit number three, <gasps> eat, eat just enough. No. Lean habit number four, eat mostly whole foods. Yeah, I've got four nailed. (laughs) Nice. Georgie, what is wrong with me? Why can I not master my hunger? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Well, it doesn't mean that you can't master something just because you haven't mastered it in two weeks where it was one of four things you were focusing on. The cool thing is in trying your hand at all these different things, I can tell you've gained a lot of awareness because you sound like you were just You've had a lot of aha moments, I can kind of tell. Well, it's so interesting because you know that after the show, you know that I told everybody to go get on your Facebook page, the Lean Habits community, and you know I got on there too because you are seeing me in there, Miss Fear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, so I pitched a question to the group and I said, you know, this has been so interesting to observe my current patterns and realize that I basically eat constantly. And so I asked a question to the group and I said... Question for the group, anyone who has struggled with not allowing themselves to feel true hunger very often, what was it for you? What was keeping you from allowing yourself to experience hunger for brief intervals? What was it driving your need to immediately resolve your hunger? And I was, and, and I said, like, I cannot even fathom why I go to such great lengths to avoid being hungry. Like, I've never been in a state of true deprivation. I've been extraordinarily lucky in that regard. So, what on earth is driving me to treat hunger like a flesh eating virus, Georgie? It's, I can understand how like apparently it doesn't seem 
like it's needed. Well, and you got some ideas from the Lean Habits community. You know, different people were suggesting stuff. And, you know, I got on there too. And we kind of posed some different ideas because there's a lot of different reasons why we can fear hunger and avoid it. Like, just like you can avoid dogs for multiple reasons. You might be avoiding dogs because you're allergic or because you've been bitten or because you don't like animals and you have no heart. I don't know. But it can be the same thing with hunger. Like, you might be avoiding hunger because you had a famine in the past or food insecurity, or it can be as simple as you've heard all the messages as a triathlete that you don't want to run out of energy, that you don't want to take your metabolism. And so it, it creates this really unfounded fear that hunger will do something bad to you. So we get used to preventing it without even really ever questioning if that's the truth. Yeah. And it's true. There are some really cool people in this community that you're creating. And I, I mean, I could never name them all because honestly, there are so many, but people like Janet and Valerie and Julie and Sarah and Amy and Jennifer and Nancy, and they were all like, they had so many different answers and they said, I could talk to you about them, but they were like, you know, I feared hunger because it always went hand in hand with the deprivation of dieting, or I feared hunger because I was using the habit of eating to take care of so many other needs of mine that weren't actually hunger, if you're following me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but you said something that was amazing. You were like, are you know, a lot of athletes that, that you work with fear that if they get hungry, they won't be fully fueled for their workouts or their competitions. And even in the off season, they've developed the habit of preventing hunger without ever actually noticing it. And, and, and so basically like, we just don't want to let ourselves get hungry because like we're going to run out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is that what you think your experience might have been? I think that that's definitely, definitely true. Like I am so used to thinking of food as fuel that even in the off season, I'm like, oh, you know, it's just become a habit to kind of fuel up and to not let myself get hungry or lethargic. But it's also kind of bunk. I'm just using it as an excuse. Here's the really embarrassing part. Sometimes I think I eat to avoid working out when I don't feel like it. That was a major aha because you can't work out and go kick your own tail if you have any food in your belly. That's super, super interesting. Good for you. Like just laying it out there. I love it. Women. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I mean, do I have to share this? I told everybody I'd share this. If you're listening, then that means I'm sharing it. <laughs> yeah, there's totally no risk. I mean, we, we humans are interesting creatures. I think that's why this job fascinates me year after year, day after day, is, you know, there can be so many different reasons. Um, you know, when we're frank with ourselves and we look at why, you know, all the reasons that we eat, you know, I've had a lot of women tell me that they overeat to avoid going to workout class because then it's like, oh, you know, I'm too full, can't do that, you know, I might get a cramp. <laughs> uh, women can eat to avoid intimacy with their partners because, oh, wait, oh, I'm too full. Um, women can eat to avoid, overeat to avoid going to a social event because, you know, once I've eaten all that much, I feel gross. I'll just put on sweatpants and stay home when really they could have declined going to the social event. You know, on the surface, we'd say you could just say no and not go if you don't want to go. So in terms of turning that around, most of us will say, okay, don't let myself eat to avoid workouts. I should just go to the workout. Or my suggestion might be, if you're using eating to get you out of things you don't want to do, consider that you cannot do things you don't want to do without using food for the permission slip. How interesting to think that we are eating to avoid doing something. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you and it, it applies to all your listeners too. People, you might realize that you you eat because you want to avoid feeling something. It's totally normal and okay to realize that. You might realize that you eat because you want to procrastinate or just delay doing something. You know, procrastinating is the the kind of fun word that I use for it. Um, and as you're describing, Ella, it can mean just not doing something altogether. If you eat first, you can almost just wipe something off of your to-do list. So we've got avoiding feeling something. We've got avoiding a task or delaying a task. Anything else come to mind that you think you might have realized in your own experience was leading you to eat? Definitely. The one that I mentioned when we spoke on the show, and that was eating in periods of transition. Like this is probably the most annoying habit that I have. Because again, I might be working on something that's intensely creative, like having to write, and then I will need to switch gears and I have to go do something quite physical in my brick and mortar business, for example. And just like every time I transition between sort of left and right brain, I seem to find myself wanting to celebrate that transition with some kind of caloric intake. Did you try and not do it during a transition? And if so, what happened? Oh, I was completely restless and I wanted, it's almost like a reward, I think. And I want a yay. So I really need to find a new yay. (laughs) Sure, sure. Well, can you give yourself a pat on the back and appreciation and woohoo and a self high five without the food? I should tell my husband that I'm going to call him every time I complete a project and he needs to start applauding and then I'll hang up. <laughs> right. And then you discover that like the putting something in your mouth is totally not related to giving yourself credit when you do something you value. That is very, very important what you just said. And and again, I mean, I don't think I even realized any of this until I started saying it out loud. And P.S. This is mortifying. Well, in a lot of ways, I see that there's actually a lot of positivity in the habit that you have. It's a form of giving yourself credit, which a lot of people have not developed yet. Okay, okay. So you are giving yourself credit and giving yourself that little reward. You're keeping yourself motivated. And look, it's working. I mean, this is really not the most foolish thing ever. Look at all you're getting done. I don't know. But I get it. I appreciate what you're saying. I do. I do appreciate what you're saying. And honestly, I think that 70% of the value, that's a statistic that I just made up. Um, <laughs> 70% of the value is honestly just in having the conversation because you can name it for what it is. And once you've named it, then it's impossible to unname it. Do you know what I mean, Georgie? Yeah. Yeah. Once you've put words to something, it can clarify in your own mind. Yeah. And you know what, Georgie, I think it's so useful when people look at you and they look at your, your physique and, and, and they think, ah, if, if I could only have her problems. Well, what I actually think is useful here is to just let all of us know we're all in the same boat here. Like it might manifest itself slightly differently, obviously, depending on your circumstance or your particular case, your, your particular case of head caseness. But, you know, we're all in the same boat here together and we all struggle. So I actually find that part really, really useful. And I did learn something I wanted to tell you about. Cool. Tell me. You know, the eat to avoid thing that we just talked about? Yeah. Do you mean a task or an emotion? Um, any of them. So eat to avoid doing something, eat to avoid feeling something, eat to procrastinate, um, all of those things. Sure. For me, it really is eating to avoid like intense physical activity. That That is a thing that I started to notice that I was doing. So here's the thing that I learned and I love it. And I'm going to do a whole show based on this. Awesome. But it's the then what strategy. So now that I've named it and I'm like, I am totally eating right now so that I can have an excuse for not going to the gym right when I said I was going to or not go for a run, whatever. And 
I am doing that right now. And so I'm going to use the then what strategy. And the then what is, all right, so I eat this. If I eat this right now instead of later, then what? Well, then I'll be pretty full. Well, then what? Well, then I'll have a great excuse for not going to the gym. Well, then what? Then I'm going to feel like total crap. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to probably continue in this cycle. And I'm going to be having this exact same dialogue like three hours later and three days later. And so every time I say, then what? And I pull it and I answer myself. And then I say, well, then what? And I keep chasing myself down with my then what card. If you're still with me on my metaphor here. Yeah, Yeah. Um, then put it back in the fridge and walk away and go kick your own ass at the gym. <laughs> oh, wow. So when you give yourself the choice, because really when you have the awareness, like, oh, here's what I'm doing or here's what I'm about to do, you have the choice. I mean, it's not like anyone's going to walk in and be like, oh, now you're aware of it. You can't eat that. Slap it out of your hand. It's it's the choice. Like once you have awareness, you don't have to do anything. You really have the complete option here. And I tell people, I completely understand if somebody is eating to avoid real emotional pain, let's say over a recent trauma. Oh, woman, can I understand if you would rather eat than deal with that right now? Like that is, it's legitimately an option to continue to eat to avoid. For sure. (laughs) And it's totally okay if you recognize I'm eating because I want to avoid going to the gym and I'm doing it anyway. Like that's totally within your right as a free willed human being. What I encourage my clients to do and what we'll talk about is what does it make you want to do? Because you might get the awareness and say, you know, I realize that I don't actually want to skip my workout because all of these then what's lead me to a vision of myself feeling regretful. But it also gives you the option to say, you know, maybe it's not a dichotomy. It's not like I have two options here. I either eat and don't work out or I kick my own ass and go to the gym right now. There's also the option of, you know, if I have those five minutes to eat, maybe I just want five minutes to take a break to decompress from what I just did and change modes. And sometimes it's what we really want is not the food, but as you said, the reward and a couple of minutes to decompress. And that's probably what I don't do. That's probably something I um, actually don't do often enough or maybe ever is actually just take those few minutes to decompress. And instead I'm hoping that the food will do that for me. That's how I'm looking for the decompression when really all I need is like a deep breath and three minutes of stillness. So you're, it sounds like you're separating. I want to give myself credit because I'm a hardworking, productive woman and that fits my values. I I totally get that. You want to keep doing that. You want to keep celebrating it and you want to give yourself a break here and there to just take a minute. And I'll tell you, as a fellow highly productive woman who can be guilty of perpetual motion, that when you put your butt in the chair to say, I'm going to take a deep breath, part of your mind is going to go, we're wasting time. (laughs) And that's when you can remind yourself, no, this is actually really productive. If I had five minutes in my afternoon to stop and eat, I have five minutes or two minutes to sit here, gather myself and go into my next task just that much more refreshed. What do you think? Pie in the sky or realistic? I think I just wrote down stillness can be productive. Woohoo! It is so true. You are speaking in tweetables today, Georgie. You're on fire. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. I love that. So stillness can be productive. I love it. And I think it's important to say, I'm not like, I'm not trying to demonize food here. It's the habit that I'm over. Does that make sense? For sure. Like it, it's, it's not like food's bad. Like this is not a contest of who can eat less. Yeah, no, I really love food. <laughs> I think just, me too. Like let's, let's just lay that one out there. 
Um, I think the, the goal that we're talking about is really more identifying what we want in a moment and getting that. And so many times, if someone struggles with their weight, it's because they're using food instead of that thing they really want. Just like in your example, I really just want a delay. I want a little bit of a break. And I want to give myself a bit of a reward or something pleasant. So you don't actually need to get that from food. When you're hungry, yes, food is the most appropriate thing to apply to the situation. But if, you're, if your problem isn't hunger, food is not the best solution. If your problem isn't hunger, then food is not your best solution. Right. Tweetable. Just Tweetable. saying. Just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So th- that so, is, I'm going to stay working on lean habit number two. I'm skipping around. Great. So how will you know when you've mastered your hunger? Or how will you know that you're getting better at it? When I eat because I'm hungry cool. instead of eating because I'm fill in the blank with any word other than hunger. Great. I think that sounds fantastic. Are you uh, tracking it at all? No, I'm really not. And I really like, I have such mixed feelings about that. I think it is one of the most power, hands down, one of the most powerful things that you can do. So tell me, tell me this, give me two options for tracking because I've done it all, but give me the top two suggestions you have for tracking because I know this is not your first rodeo. So I'm not talking about tracking all the food that you eat. I'm talking about writing down the habit that you're trying to form or the more specifically, the daily practice that you're trying to do. And it's as simple as yes or no. So there's option one, which is the old school paper and pen. Um, There's printable trackers in the Lean Habits community on Facebook. People can look, there's a whole selection of a bunch of people made different spreadsheets. You can print out a tracker and you just put an X each day if you did it successfully. With eating three or four meals, there's a few ways to track it. People might write... On the habit side, I ate three or four times without nibbling in between, and then they put an X if they do it that day. Now, if you're finding that you're not getting that many Xs because it's a huge, challenging leap for you, then we personalize it to be something that's a better fit for you, such as uh, I didn't eat between breakfast and lunch, like I didn't snack or graze or nibble. Or you might make it into a positive, such as I gave myself credit today and took five minutes to sit down in transition at least once today and track that. That's going to get you even closer to eating when you're only hungry. That's your personal skill that you need to practice. So basically it can be as simple as a paper and pencil where you put an X next to the day. And then of course there's 101 phone applications that are usable. So you can customize what the habit is and then each day it'll kind of give you an option, like you either check that you did it or check that you didn't do it. And they have various, you know, um, psychologically motivating features, like showing you your streak of how many days you did it, or something like that. Now, if you're not a tracking person, and you don't want to track, there's, it's, it's not like the end of the world, you'll never get better. I just encourage people to track because it's helpful to see if you're improving. Nobody masters their hunger, like they flip a light switch, like, not mastered, not mastered, bing, mastered. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Yeah. It's a process. It's like art. You never get good at art on a single day. It's a matter of, you know, you improve your skill. You have different subject areas, et cetera. So as you, Ella, are practicing mastering using hunger as the driver of your eating habits, if you were tracking, you can see your improvement, which can really help. You know, it feels like you're getting somewhere. If you notice that 
you did successfully stop and take a pause and pass on eating when you weren't hungry, you know, five times in a week, where the prior week you only did it twice. And then maybe the next week you do it 13 times. And so you can see yourself getting better and better at it. And you never have to be perfect. I think that's like the best hallelujah ever. I'm not perfect. I'm pretty lean. Yeah, the good news is I do not suffer from perfectionism. Like, it's just me. Like, this is what you get. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I love the idea of the habit tracker. And I'm glad you corrected me. I remember that from your book now. You actually have yeah, some examples. Oh, yeah, there's one at the end of every chapter. I know a lot of people may not want to write in their hardcover book, but you certainly can. Or slap it on the, the photocopier and photocopy it. Or go to the Lean Habits community and get one of the pre-made ones there that you can just run off on your printer. Yeah, I'll post one. I'll look at them and I'll post the one that I end up using. Sure. I'll give you a list of the apps too. We have a uh, a collated list of habit tracking apps for both iPhone and Android phones. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So what happens next? So I'm going to go practice for real, practice and track master your hunger. That's where I am. So are you suggesting that I just stay there and hang out there for a while? Uh, yes. You're not stagnant. You're practicing, right? You keep practicing a skill and getting better at it and getting better at it. And at some point it becomes very easy or easier and you're doing it most of the time. It becomes, dare I say, more habitual. At that point, that's when you can start thinking about adding a, another challenge. So when Eating in response to hunger is happening, and I use the ballpark of 80% of the time or more. When you're doing it 80% of the time or more, then you can probably handle the kind of cognitive burden of trying something new, which in your case might be looking at if you stop when you're satisfied or if you eat a few kind of security blanket bites after that point, then you can kind of tune into that. Okay, I love it. That would be lean habit number three, eat just enough. Okay, okay, I love it. I'll keep practicing and then I'll give you a call and I'll be all vulnerable and stupid on the air again, Georgie, and share my progress on lean habit number three when we get there. But I'm not there, but when I get there. <laughs> yes, and hopefully after a couple phone calls, we'll get you to stop calling yourself stupid too because I think you're incredibly bright and you're getting better at this and vulnerability is bravery. So high five for that. Don't stop. Well, I'll be honest with you. Let's, let's call, let's, let's keep it real. I don't think I'm stupid. I feel like an idiot <laughs> because I feel like I should have these habits mastered already. And I am so willing to share that with my people because I think, I think a lot of them will appreciate it and just be able to relate to it. So here I am, guys, wide open for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> it sounds like it's really different from everything else you've tried, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really try anything. I just try and keep it really simple and eat real food and uh, focus on, you know, staying strong and powerful. And but I am known to have dips where I'm overfed and then it begins a slump and then I fight my way back out of it, just like the best of them. And I think that's very natural. But I would love to be able to break some of that cycle. And, and particularly in the winter, Georgie, I really struggle just because I'm, I love being outdoors and I love triathlon and I love just the sun. And so in the winter, oh, I actually struggle a little bit. Yeah. So that's why this is just so timely and, and helpful for me. So, so yeah, it's, it's great to be able to develop better habits so that I don't continue the cycle. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're enjoying it. I love working with you. So you're going to work on your version of habit number two. You got it. And then once that, you know, when, we'll talk again and we'll see if you're ready to do number three. 
working on eating just enough. As you acknowledged, number four ain't applying to you, so we're going to skip right past it. I have a feeling you might want to work on treats and really, because that's the fun part, right? I love coaching people to figure out how much chocolate we can eat and still meet our goals. (laughs) All right. That sounds like something worth waiting for. All right, Georgie, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I'll talk soon. Awesome. Bye. Okay, guys, that is as real as it gets. That was my actual phone call with Georgie, as I mentioned, and we will do another one. So in the meantime, here's that offer that I mentioned to you. After we hung up, Georgie got back in touch and said, we should do a promotion for your listeners because it is right in that time. Again, if you're listening to this near when the episode drops, it is right in that time where everybody wants to reboot and reset for next year. And I have had dozens of emails from you guys asking about nutritional coaches that I recommend and so on and so forth. And you know, I don't sell any coaching services. It's not what I'm doing right now. And so I really know, like, and trust Georgie. So I want to share her with you as a resource. And she wants to give you an offer that is exclusive to Ella listeners. In fact, she created a webpage, a landing page just for you guys. So I'm putting that link in the show notes, but here's the offer. She is starting a small group nutrition coaching program, and there's no commitment after the first month. But exclusively for Ella listeners, Georgie is offering a huge discount for the first month so that you can try it out if you want to. So this is time sensitive. It starts on January 4th, 2016. So you would need to sign up before then. But this is what she's doing. Just for you guys on this page that you'll see is exclusive to us. And the exclusive link will be in the show notes for this episode at onairwithella.com. Or like I told you, in the show notes that you can pull on your phone there. But she's offering your first month for $17. So it's normally $127. So if you'd like me to do some math, that's a $110 discount. And wait for it, that's 86% off. So there's no obligation to continue it. They, They literally, Georgie and her partner and hubby, Roland, just want you to road test this program and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, you can just opt out. If you do, it's 17 bucks. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's a win win. So I'm going to share that. This is not an advertisement. Nobody's paying me. I just thought it was a great way for some of you who have been asking me for this type of service, a great way to help fill that need for you. And $17, yeah, I thought that was a pretty sweet offer. So thank you, Georgie. Thank you, Roland. That link is in the show notes. It's limited, obviously. They have a limited capacity, and then they have a limited amount of time. So I think that there are 25 slots available to us, so you're going to want to go ahead and sign up if you're in fact interested and all the links, all the information you need are on the website on airwithella.com or just hit the show notes. Okay. Why don't I say that 17 more times? You got it. Love you. Bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.